Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I am excited to have the most beautiful woman in the world sitting next to me right now in our studio, Selena Michelle Lombardo. Say hello. Hi, everybody. And so this is the second time my wife has joined me on the podcast. We are recording more shows with her. Um, last time we spoke about our story and then our story, the our story and following the will of God. That is right. And so this time we're going to be in a similar vein, not exactly what we shared last time. But we're going to be talking about hearing the voice of God and being led by the spirit. And so I am very happy to have you, babe. Thanks for having me, babe. I'm excited too. Of course. My wife is a wealth of knowledge, so she'll be on the show with me a whole lot more. Um, but I want to start off with a scripture like I always do. For those of you who tune into Awaken Podcast regularly, we have a show every Monday and Thursday. I um, do a lot of interviews with amazing people from around the world, as well as have solo teaching shows that are around 20 minutes long, breaking down the Word of God and revelation the Lord has given me. And so tune in, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CharismaPodcastNetwork.com, um, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And so I'm going to read the scripture, John 10, verse 27. And it goes like this. This is Jesus speaking, and he's talking to um, the disciples, and he says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And one thing the devil would love to whisper in our ear, which he does, um, you, 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 know, you can't hear from God. You know, Everyone else hears from God, but, but you don't hear from God. And this is a core belief that we need to have. We need to believe deep, deep down within ourselves that we can hear from God, that we do hear from God. Um, I just think that confidence and that faith is important uh, because if we truly believe that we don't hear from God, then we just won't recognize it when he is speaking to us. And so faith is so important and we need to tell ourselves, no, I hear from God. It's natural for me to hear from God. It's effortless for me to hear from God. He is inside of us. We have a relationship with him. We walk with him. And so he speaks in many different ways, which we'll break down in this podcast, but you know, we need to know that as believers, it's as natural as breathing, hearing from God. Right. I feel like the first thing I want to talk about is obstacles to hearing the voice of God, because sometimes in our own mind, we put God in a box and we think that he can only speak to us in a certain way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the more you open yourself up to hear from him and from different avenues, then the easier it is for you to be led of him. That's true. Yeah. And also, if you think about it in our humanity our own shame our own fear our own doubt our own pain can keep us in difficult moments from hearing from god very true it's hard to turn to him and look at him when you're going through something difficult it's hard to open your ear and open your heart Mm -hmm. and if you feel like you've done something wrong oh especially yeah then that's like a huge hindrance in your own mind not to the lord but to us Oh, yeah. Guilt, condemnation, shame. We draw back from God. Those things cause us to draw back. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, uh, God didn't draw back from them. He's the one that pursued them. He said, where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that was walking and, and searching and seeking them. It was Adam and Eve that were hiding from him. You know, so that's what shame, guilt, a sin, consciousness really does to us. Cause us to draw away from God, which affects, causes us not to hear him. Right. And so you're talking about different boxes or kind of like obstacles. What would an obstacle be? in terms of hearing the voice of God in our lives. We have guilt, we have shame, we have things like that, going through rough seasons. And I know a lot of people right now, I think that's a huge obstacle, is going through rough seasons or transitions with their job, transitions with their ministry, transitions with 
life, financial pressures, all these different things that are taking place in people's lives in ministry and the business world anywhere, you know? And so it just clouds our mind. Going through difficult seasons actually exposes what we really believe about God. Mm. And so if you believe that he's displeased with you, or if you believe that he's upset with you, or if he's turned away from you, then your life will reflect that because you you'll say, well, man, I made a mistake. So you know, it's on me now mm-hmm. and not really opening yourself up to that redemptive power of God. You know, I know there were seasons in my life that I made decisions that were wrong and I knew they were wrong. And I went down a path that I was completely lost. Yeah. And it wasn't until my earthly father showed me the grace of God and explained to me that I am not the decisions I make. Wow, that's powerful. Who I am is not based on those decisions. And he looked at me and said, I know who you are. And that was a moment in my life where I realized, you know what? I've been changing the way I think about myself and changing the way I think about God because of the wrong decisions that I made. And that's what sin does. It clouds us. It confuses us. Mm -hmm. It deceives us. That's all he has. That's all the enemy has, our lies, deception, and just keeps us going around in circles. And so when I finally got to that place where I received grace and I looked to the Lord, there was no condemnation yeah. in his eyes towards me. He picked me right up and he put me on the right path and he redeemed me in ways that I just couldn't have imagined and so much more quickly than I thought he would. Yeah. You know, and so I think making a wrong decision or being in a difficult place is just, it's the time when we actually need to hear from God the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we truly believe that the intentions of God's heart are good towards us and that his will, uh, the kind intention of his will, like it says in scripture, I absolutely love that passage when it talks about the kind intention of God's will. But you even just said right here that a revelation of the grace of God, that he's a loving father, you know, just our, our, our perspective of God could really determine if we hear from God accurately or, um, you know, or not at all in a season. It's not that God's not speaking. It's just that our you know, our hearts have become hardened or we've, be, you know, we've become tuned out to it. Um, I just really, you know, like let's say you just believe that God's this, uh, this um, dictator in the sky or whatever. And, you know, you're always looking for a command. God's not always speaking through a command. God, he lives on the inside of us, you know, we're, we're his children, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's just different ways that God speaks to us as well. But I just feel like more than anything, knowing who he truly is, this is eternal life. It's not going to heaven one day, even though that's a huge part of it, but eternal life is to know him, to know Jesus and know him for who he truly is and to know that he loves us and that he's always willing to speak. He's not withholding his word. He's not mean. He's not a dictator, taskmaster. And you know, people think, like, oh, I didn't do X, Y, and Z right in my life, so why would God speak to me? You know, it's these different belief systems we have. That's why I kind of started off in John 10, 27, that we need to know that we hear God's voice, that he loves us, that he always wants to speak to us, that he's always communicating in some way, shape, or form, that he's not against us, he's for us, he's kind, he's good, he's always giving. We need to have this as a foundation in our lives so that we can accurately walk with the Lord and really hear him and commune with him and have that close fellowship with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And right now, as you said, knowing him, Like you can know the Lord in different ways. You can get to know him by reading the word of God by, you can get to know him by just praying and spending time with him. But I've come to know the Lord a lot through experiences in my life. Yeah. I've come to know him in times where I needed him. 
and I turned to him and maybe his response wasn't something that I expected. And so I got to know him in a different way. Yeah. You know, I got to know the Lord as a very patient God to me mm-hmm. because when I didn't even have patience for myself, God had patience for me. Yeah. And it's through different experiences that I see God, you know, and, and I think that's the most beautiful because those moments when he speaks to you, you'll never forget what he says to you. You'll, you'll be changed forever mm-hmm. because it's directly from him. And I think that in times when we go, th- when we go through difficult times, we tend to turn to the right and to the left and we ask for people's opinions and we ask for people's, um, you know, permission. And really we need to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord because he knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And then it comes into trust. It comes into, you know, trusting him. And it comes into saying, you know what, if I rely on other avenues and I rely on my own knowledge, my own wisdom, worldly wisdom, you know, you, the, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Absolutely. And we might think we're doing the right thing, but the Lord knows what's best in every season for us. Yeah. And even just talking about like, we're always like even looking to other people. Sometimes to hear the voice of God, you know, that is one way that we hear the voice of God through people. God Mm -hmm. does use pastors, teachers, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers. You know, God uses all kinds of people to speak into our lives, sometimes very unlikely people to speak into our lives. And so I feel like sometimes if we were we're struggling to hear from God ourselves personally, we can get over dependent on, you know, we go to everybody asking for their advice and opinion. And the Bible talks about their safety among many counselors. And it's wise to have people speak into your life on a regular basis, share wisdom and advice with you, pour into you, pray for you. And, and we want to do that for other people as well. But when you're constantly just seeking the approval of man or the confirmation of man, or we're running to people before we run to God, that's also uh, something that's a red flag for me. If you are trying to hear from God or you're struggling with something in your life, he should be the first one that we run to because the Bible says he's our teacher. He's mm-hmm. our counselor. Mm-hmm. He's our helper. He's our advocate. He is all of these things. And so there's nothing wrong with talking to people, but first and foremost, we should be running to God, our father in private. The Bible talks about you want to speak to God, get in a room, close the door, get with the Lord, invent this stuff and 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 ask him questions and worship him and seek him and then from there, of course, you know, not, we, we might not get a light bulb right there on exactly what to do in the moment, mm-hmm. but at least we gave him, we casted our care upon him because he cares for us. And at least we have peace knowing. I feel like we need to go into that prayer time, release our burden and our care to God, and then leave that prayer time trusting that I might not hear anything now. I might not have direction now, but it will come in due time. And if it comes through a person, great. And now we could talk to somebody and have, you know, a moment of wisdom or counsel from somebody, but we're ultimately trusting in God, not what man has to say, because I've even seen this recently, you know, times in my life where people come up to me, buddies and friends of mine, and they're struggling with what to do in the season. And they're saying, well, this person said this to me, and this person said this to me, but this person said this to me. And it's all, well, they're all godly believers giving advice, but all saying a different thing. So we, we, we really, you know, we need to just yeah. go to the Lord first. I love that because... I think um, as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, I remember times when I asked the Lord for guidance or I asked him a question and I had to wait. The answer didn't come right away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I had a dream that night. Sometimes I had a dream a week later. Sometimes, you know, an opportunity would come and I would feel peace about it. But I remember that that's what true dependence is on the Lord is that you wait you wait on him and you trust him and you say, Lord, I'm going to wait for the right 
for the right thing, for the right sign, for the right confirmation. And sometimes I wouldn't even ask for confirmation. People would just confirm things. Oh, for I, sure. Right? The Lord would say something to me. And without even me seeking confirmation, the Lord would, would in his loving kindness, bring, bring confirmation mm-hmm. from left and to the, from the right. And I would just ha- know on the inside, okay, this is, this is right. And this is what he has for me. He confirms in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. He confirms with peace. He confirms with provision. He confirms with, you know, mm-hmm. you, you seeing an, an agreement like with, between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. He confirms with agreement, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we over-spiritualize. I want to get in those those confirmations a little bit more, but I think sometimes we over-spiritualize things a little bit. We need like an angel with a trumpet and we need like 75 confirmations. We need a prophetic utterance or something from a pastor or a leader. And it's like, no, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And I just want to dabble into this for a minute. You know, he is king and we are his servants, okay? Mm-hmm. But he also is our friend and mm-hmm. he also is our good a good father. Mm-hmm. And when I first when I first encountered the Lord, he would, he would speak to me very clearly about things he wanted me to do. And he would bring confirmation, like going to Bible school. He made that very clear that I was supposed to be going to Christ for the nations. And he confirmed it and confirmed it and confirmed it. When I was supposed to be going to Mozambique, he put that on my heart in a time of worship. I knew I was supposed to be in Mozambique. And then he confirmed it, confirmed it, confirmed it, confirmed it. So he, as my king, as my Lord, began to open up my past and point me in the direction he wanted me to go. But then there was times where Christ in me I wouldn't get a, you know, it wasn't a voice from heaven, but I was being led, literally compelled to do certain things and go down certain avenues. And also, I just feel like the more you grow in your relationship with the Lord, the more you yield yourself and surrender yourself to him. And the Lord knows the rich work that he's done in you and that you care more about doing his will than doing your Mm -hmm. will and the will of others. Yeah. That the Lord even just a lot like steps back sometimes like, son, I know what I've deposited in you. Mm -hmm. Make you... I'm not going to give you a direct answer. Do I go to this church or that church? Do I, you know, do I go to Africa or do I go to Asia? Do I start this business or do I do this other thing that I like? And you're like, I'm seeking God, but I'm not getting this, this divine straight answer from heaven. Well, maybe it's because the Lord deposited something eternal in you and you've made so many good decisions over the years and he's trained you and he's refined you. And now the Lord's saying, do it. Walk it out. Walk it out. I'll bless it. What do you want? What is in your heart? Give me the little loaf that you have and I'm going to bless it. It's it's like, you know, the Lord grants the desires of our hearts. Amen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, I grant my desires. I grant your desires, which means that we're one with him and we have desires that maybe he's even given us mm-hmm. from from like interwoven into our DNA, interwoven into who we are. We have desires. Mm-hmm. We have passions. We have talents. We don't need a word from the Lord to, to use our talents to glorify him. Amen. We don't need a word from the Lord to, to love our neighbor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we have things inside of us that are, that come natural to us mm-hmm. and that comes from the Lord. Yeah. And so walk it out, take st- small steps. Don't maybe don't dive into something, but right. take small steps towards it. And then you'll see the hand of the Lord or you'll see doors start to close. And I think for us, that's happened a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We've been led into amazing and wonderful things that are the perfect time for us. And we've seen the fruit of that, but we have also made decisions that the Lord very severely closed the door on. That's it true. When before. we first got married, India. Exactly. Before Remember? that. Remember? Well, we were Micron- talking about India or oh. Micronesia too. Yeah. That was when we were engaged. That was when we were engaged. We thought we were going to go to Micronesia with, with Harvest School. And then, then that the Harvest School just shut down in Micronesia. And so we're like, all right, well, we got to, our circumstances actually made us have to uh, shift uh, paths. 
Uh, but then I love, you know, I had a passion for India and you felt like God was, we were leading us both after we got married to go to India. We had a friend missionary over there and we were on our way there and there was government upheaval, all kinds of stuff happening. And then we tried to get our, our, uh, visas for it and they sent us the wrong dates <laughs> on our visa and all this, like everything was hard. Everything was hard. It was like one obstacle after another obstacle after another obstacle. And your temptation is like, no, this is demonic. Like, I am going to push this thing. I'm going to fight this thing. And um, and then I just remember at one point it got like to like uh, mm-hmm. a peak mm-hmm. where it was just like, OK, God, is this you or is this the devil? Like, you know, like, yeah. God, are you opposing us and kind of saying it's not the right time or is this the enemy? And I remember I got quiet with the Lord and the Lord was saying that. He was saying, like, son, I put this in you, but it's not the right time. time. Mm-hmm. And it was the Lord making it difficult for it to go through because he had a different plan for us. So we actually wound up in Cambodia. And that's what God wanted us to do. Maybe a few months later, God confirmed we're supposed to be in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. And so even with, uh, just real quick, even before I met you, I was in the Philippines with my buddy preaching the gospel in 2013. And then I was invited to go to Thailand. I was invited to go to India and a couple other places to preach the gospel and do missions. And I told the Lord, and this is this is... This is the cry of my heart, and I want you guys to adopt this too. Like, I just feel like it's biblical to be like, Lord, I don't want any door. I want your door. And I meant that with everything. And then I had a dream that night that I was back in Mozambique, and I knew I was supposed to go to Mozambique, and that's how I met you in Mozambique. And so God closed those other good doors, and he opened up a God door. Mm -hmm. But it started with me being like, God, I want your will above everything else. Right. And I think a huge thing is us realizing that we are free to fail. We're free. You know, I've had to come to that place where I say, you know what? I've known the Lord for a long time. I have history with God. I've seen him lead me in supernatural ways, Mm -hmm. giving me provision in supernatural ways. But then there are times where I say, you know what? I need to step out and do something outside of me, outside of my comfort zone, because if I fail, all that means is that he's going to redeem me. All that means is that I'm going to learn something. Yeah. And I think that with different, if you think about, if you think about in the Bible, sometimes the ways of the Lord truly are higher than our ways. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about this earlier today, you know, with, with the disciples, Jesus led them to get on a boat and then a storm happens. Mm-hmm. So in essence, you could say he led them into a storm. Sure. He didn't create, maybe he didn't create the storm, mm-hmm. but he led them knowing there was going to be a storm. Sure. But that didn't move him mm-hmm. because he knew he had authority over the storm. That's right. So he's a good father mm-hmm. and he also is not afraid. He has no trace of fear in him. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's bigger than anything that could possibly come against us. That's right. So even though you might tar- start taking steps towards something, if you see opposition, if you see things like, man, that, that, I didn't expect that to happen, you know that, watch, here's a big revelation. God's bigger than that. Absolutely. God's bigger than our sin. God's bigger than our mistakes. God's bigger than the opposition that might come against us in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, it just brings me so much peace because I think, wow, Jesus went on the boat knowing that the storm was coming and he still fell asleep. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep knowing because he thought there's nothing that could come that's going to take away my peace. There's nothing that's going to come that's going to take away my rest. And I know that the disciples, can you imagine how they saw him after that day? Oh, yeah. They said, wow, he knew. And all he did was 
wake up, calm the storm, and probably mm-hmm. went right back to sleep, you know? We get the biggest revelations of God in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Trying times. Like everybody wants a miracle, wants to see a miracle, but they don't want to be put in a position where they need one. Everybody wants to see Jesus as healer, but they don't want to be put in a position where they need to be healed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just feel like we come out with a fresh revelation from God when we come out of a rough circumstance. And it's not that God's the author of our circumstances, our rough circumstances, but we are in a sin-ridden world. We are in a world where the devil is the prince of the power of the air. There are, There is going to be opposition against the children of God. And Jesus even warned us. He said, there will be trials, there will be tribulations, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And then the Apostle Paul goes on to say that we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus who died for us and gave his life for us. And so we are going to experience hard times. We are going to have confusing seasons. We will be attacked by the enemy. We also need to understand that, honestly, a good father doesn't make everything perfect and smooth and cushy for their children because, you know, um, because a good father knows that his children are going to, and a good mother knows that his that their children are going to go through hard things in life and they need to be equipped and prepared to go through them. And so... And he's not controlling. Mm. He's not controlling over us. He's not lording over us. He's not dominating us. Yeah. You know? It, you know, in the book of Revelation throughout, you see how whatever is done in heaven is done in earth. Yeah. Or whatever happens on earth affects heaven. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about that, there's this amazing relationship between our earthly worlds and where the, and God is in heaven. There's actually yeah. a relationship. There's a dynamic. Mm-hmm. He says that we can control with our words, with our declaration, with our proclamation, we can loose and bind things on earth and they are loosed and bind in heaven. Mm-hmm. So he shares his authority with us. That's right. He shares his dominion with us mm-hmm. and he's given us the fullness of his spirit. And if we think that we have we are anything less than that, then we're not truly walking under what he wants us to walk under. Amen. And I just really feel that. I feel like compelling the body of Christ to know who they are in Christ and to walk it out. We want to see, he wants to see us take dominion over this earth. He wants to see us walk in authority yeah. above principalities, Power. above mm-hmm the powers and rulers of darkness, we are above them. Mm-hmm. And so they should not stop us. They shouldn't slow us down. They shouldn't even shake us because he's our rock. That's and we right. stand on him. You know, and I just felt compelled to say that because I feel like all the things that are going on in this world today, I feel like people are so easily shaken. And I think the biggest reason is because you open yourself up to hearing what the world has to say yeah. and what they believe. We're too connected to the world and what the world says and media and TV and all that kind of stuff and less connected with what heaven's saying. And I know for me, I can be moved. I can. I'm an emotional, I'm a sensitive person. I'm a feeler and I can be moved by what's going on around me. I can, but I go back to Jesus and I say, what are you doing? Yeah. And you know, and when we were in Mozambique, it happened, you know, I was around a lot of need and because of my open nature people would automatically be drawn to me and would pull me from every direction Mm -hmm. and i loved it because that's that's my ultimate you know life that's my ultimate ministry is just giving of myself Mm -hmm. and i'm fine up to a certain point and then i begin to burn out but i I just put myself last and i just stretch and stretch and allow people to pull everything that they can out of me and i remember i don't know if you said this or someone else said this 
but it changed my life Mm -hmm. because they said, do not be led by need, be led by the spirit. Yeah. That changed my life Mm -hmm. because if we're led by need, God's not led by need. Exactly. But if we're led Mm -hmm. by need, we'll be, we we will burn out quickly. And I feel like I remember thinking about Jesus and saying, when he set foot on the scene, when he was set, started his ministry, he did not heal every single person. Mm-mm. He didn't touch every single person. He did what he said, I, do, I only do what my father in heaven is doing. Mm-hmm. So because God is all-knowing, because, yeah. he's, because he's God, mm-hmm. he knows what's right in the right time, in the Absolutely. right... He knows all of the inner workings of our hearts. He knows the circumstances we're in. He knows the timing. And, you know, sometimes we see a need and we want to fill it or we see a person and we want to fix them and we want to say the right thing and get manipulate them to get them in the right place. And really, we have to be led by the spirit and say, Lord, what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I want to partner with you yeah. to do. And that really changed my life because mm-hmm. Jesus was the model. Absolutely. He came to earth and he healed the sick and he and he touched many lives but he didn't just set foot on the scene and meet every need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, think about it. He was moved by faith many times where someone, where the woman with the issue of blood touched his garment. She touched him in faith and virtue left his body. Or he stopped in the middle of going to raise someone from the dead because someone ran up to him in faith and he was moved by faith saying, I haven't seen a, even this kind of faith among the Jews and this Gentile is, has so much faith and Jesus was often moved by faith, but he wasn't always moved by need. There was never a time where it was just like, oh, the need's so tremendous. He was moved by it. We do see him having sympathy and and feeling um, broken and and crying, like weeping, just like with uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus when, when, when Lazarus died. But at the end of the day, it was the faith that Mary and Martha had. And so I just, that's, that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful point. And I just feel like now we need to be heavenly minded. The scriptures talk about being heavenly minded, not having our minds fixed on the things beneath, but having our minds fixed on the things above. And that doesn't mean we can't watch a movie and that doesn't mean we can't read a magazine or scroll through Instagram. But the dominant perspective we need to have is being connected to our heavenly father, is dwelling with him in his presence and communion with him and having our minds set on things above. And it's it doesn't just happen automatically. It um, it happens through intentionality. Mm hmm. Not automatically, but with intentionality of saying like, God, what are you saying in this situation? Right. God, what are your thoughts about this? What are mm-hmm. your thoughts about what's happening in America? What are your thoughts about what's happening in the church? Instead of just reading everyone's opinion on social media about right. it, right? right? Right. And so that's absolutely vital. If we're going to, if we want to hear the voice of God, we need to value the voice of God above every other voice. Right. There's a lot of voices out there, especially with entertainment and all these agendas. Oh my God. Every show you watch, there's some kind of political agenda and like what the, what the world is pushing and the system of the world's pushing. But if we value what God says and what he is saying more than what everyone else is saying, what whatever else is going on and we look to him first, we will, we will be able to hear the voice of God and get his perspective. Right. Um, and not just in big things, babe, and not just in big things, right. but even the small things in our life, we feel like God's just, speaking to us about the high and lofty things like what do i do and how do i give my money and how do i spend all my time and energy but there was times god he speaks you about the little itty bitty details of your life he's interested in the big and the small Mm -hmm. he is um he knows us you know yeah and i think that 
it starts in our mind um, because our spirit is ready. Our spirit, you know, our spirit is like, you know, open to him. But our mind sometimes I think holds us back. Yeah. And that's why the Bible says that we need to be renewed. You know, our mind needs to be renewed. And I think that we are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. Now, I've studied the brain a little bit and there's and now it's been coming to light more the pathways that we create in our mind, the associations that we have in our mind. Mm -hmm. We see one thing and we automatically associate it with something else. And I think those pathways are important to take to the Lord Mm -hmm. because we see like, okay, every time I'm afraid, I think this way. Every time I'm stressed, I feel this way. Every time, you know, Mm -hmm. these, these different, these different things come at us Mm -hmm. where it automatically, you know, we, we are, you know, habitually thinking certain ways, sure. certain patterns, yeah, patterns yeah. right? And so I think that coming to the Lord with that and saying, no, I'm going to stop that pathway. I'm going to stop that way of thinking and I'm going to be renewed to think this way. Mm-hmm. And there's power in that because I think with time you grow in that way. And then after a little while, then it starts becoming natural that when something bad happens, instead of automatically reacting in fear, you automatically react in faith. Yeah. And that comes with time and that comes with history. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. When I wasn't there, but I remember when we were at your house and she slipped and she fell and she broke her wrist immediately. I mean, the first thing out of her mouth, everyone was saying that she immediately started saying, I'm healed. She immediately started saying, I, thank you, know, you, Jesus. Exactly. She yes. started praising the Lord and thanking him for healing and speaking healing over herself. That's right. It was a natural knee jerk reaction for her to do that because of years and years of faith and believing and things coming at her. And she'll, she'll say, you know, you're going to have her on the show mm-hmm. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. soon. You know, she's, she's going to share about times when things happened to her life and, you know, she sunk in, in you know, into those mm-hmm. negative emotions. Sure. And right there was a beautiful example of, of just it literally will come naturally, mm-hmm. you know. And I think if I can kind of take a little tangent here, something that has been really on my heart. And actually, when we were in Cambodia, the Lord brought this to me in a dream. And I think that it's very relevant for what's happening right now. In my dream, to make a long story short, I had left my shoes under a tree and I was on my way to take a trip. And I got it. I'm getting in the car and I realized I forgot my shoes. So I turn around, I go over this bridge and I go to get my shoes on the way back to the car. As I'm crossing this bridge, I feel like this awful, ugly presence start chasing me and taunting me and yelling at me. And I don't turn around. I keep walking to my car. But as I get closer and closer to my car, it gets more and more aggressive and it it starts getting offensive and they even start saying the name of Jesus in like a very twisted, distorted, yeah. awful, ugly way. And to the point where when they start saying the name of Jesus, I, I want to turn because I think, how dare they? But I don't turn. And, and I wake up in my dream. And the Lord so clearly spoke to me and said, my church needs to be ready. They need to keep their eyes on me because mm-hmm. offenses and perversity and things that are just going to be so disgusting are going to come up but they cannot turn away from me they cannot get offended they have to keep looking at me and we have to be ready that the lord showed me this so clearly a lot of times as christians in our minds we think that our life is going to be perfect (laughs) 
just because just because we surrender to Christ and because we're praying and because we have a great relationship with the Lord that our life is going to be perfect. And that is not true. Yeah. We have to understand that there will be quote unquote bad things that happen to us, but to the Lord, they are not bad because he sees a big picture and he knows what he's going to bring out of it. If you keep your eyes on him, yeah. he will show you mm-hmm. how he's going to redeem you. Sure. How, what is going what good is going to come out of what devil, the devil tries to bring in mm-hmm. our life through the quote unquote bad. Yeah. And, my family has been through it. When I had that dream, my family went into a vi- excuse me, a very scary time mm-hmm. where even Christians were saying to my family, "Oh, I mean, yeah. man, mm-hmm. this is bad." And I remember my spirit saying, "The Lord is going to be glorified." And he was. And my family now has a testimony of God's goodness. That's right. Because in a situation that could have been very bad, chose to stand firm on the word of God mm-hmm. and say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know, um, you know, my, my family's st- sticking to that scripture that I'm saying he will make, he will turn all things for our favor. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that being led of the Lord, sometimes he will lead you through difficult times. That's right. And you have to keep your eyes fixed on him. Absolutely. And we're going to come out like gold 100%. And a part of that belief system that we have, you know, in the, in the Western world is because of a diluted Western gospel where everything's going to be peachy king. Just give your life to Jesus. You're going to have peace, joy, and righteousness uh, unending and nothing bad will ever happen to you. But that's not the case at all. Read your Bible five seconds, but we are more than overcomers. We will come out like gold. It won't always feel good, but it's going to reap a positive result, a fruit of righteousness in our lives. And we're going to have a story and a testimony to tell people we've been there. Mm-hmm. We've been there and Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, let's yeah. go. You know what I mean? And so the one thing I keep hearing as we, as I close out this podcast, the one thing I keep hearing, and I kind of want to transition that into just ministering to the people. Cause I really feel like this is a point of engagement for people. I keep hearing in my spirit, engage God, mm. engage God. He's always engaging with us. He is always ready and willing. He is there. He is speaking. He is wanting to pour out his love, his comfort, his grace, his mercy. But in all things, engage God. There's so many things that we can engage in life. We can engage our phones, which, hey, listen, I do a lot because my life is on my phone a lot of times, my work, my ministry business, all kinds of stuff. You know, we can engage the news. We can engage um, whatever we can engage, you know, with people and their opinions and their everything. But I just feel like more than ever, we need to be more, um, we need to value God and his word and what he's saying. And I just believe, I just feel in my heart, the Lord is saying, engage me. I am here. I am willing. I am love. I am everything that you need. I am your peace. I am your joy. I am your holiness. I am your freedom. Engage me. Look to me. And so I just want to, I want to go there in prayer. Do you want to have any remarks before we do that? Any comments? No. All right. So Lord, we just thank you right now that your presence is with us. We just thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us and that you lead us down paths of righteousness for your namesake and mercy and goodness shall follow Mm -hmm. us all the days of our life and that Mm -hmm. we will experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. And so I just thank you, Lord, right now that every single person listening to this podcast will be touched by your holy presence and that their ears would pop open and that blindness would be dismantled off of their eyes, their spiritual eyes, and that hardness of heart would come crumbling down 
and that your love would just pour into their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just thank you, God. We just repent for engaging with everything else but you, Lord, or engaging with other things more than we engage with you. We just repent. We just say, sorry, Lord, we've been, we've been blind. We've been dull. And we just thank you that you are merciful and that you are gracious and where much sin is, grace abounds all the more. And I just thank you, Father, that you are turning every evil in our lives around for good. And we're going to learn from it and we're going to walk with you and we're going to be better than ever, stronger than ever in the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to go from faith to faith. We're going to go from strength to strength. We're going to go from glory to glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, that was a great show. Bless you, babe. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, we're going to be recording some more shows. I've got some great guests on in the future. Thank you so much for being faithful listeners. If this podcast has blessed you, um, I've got about another 50-something podcasts on here. Share it with a family member. Share it with a friend, um, you know, so we can get this out to more people. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I just, my heart and my passion is not to have millions and millions of subscribers. My heart and passion is I just want the people, the right people to be listening to this show so they could be encouraged, they could be strengthened, they could be blessed, they could be challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ so we could have a strong foundation and the word of Christ is our foundation. We could have a strong foundation so we could weather the storms of life and you could receive impartation, you could receive empowerment, you could receive revelation from this podcast. And so bless you guys. I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, ex- have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.